Hello, I'm R.A. Spratt. I write and perform this podcast. If you'd like to support the show, I'm a children's author, so you can buy a book by me, or you can buy me a coffee by going to buymeacoffee.com slash stories R.A. Spratt. It's an easy way to make a small thank you gift to the show so I can keep kicking this can down the road. The podcast directory you're using right now should have a link to my Buy Me A Coffee page in the show notes, or you can type it into your browser. That's buymeacoffee.com slash stories R.A. Spratt. All contributions are gratefully appreciated. Hello and welcome to Bedtime Stories with me. R.A. Spratt. Okay, so we're reading one of my books, The Pesky Kids 2, Bear in the Woods, and we're up to chapter 21, Listen to Me. Okay, here we go. Joe, Finn and April were slumped around a booth at the Good Times Cafe, where they were supposed to be meeting up with Dad and Loretta. Joy, the black-clad, perpetually miserable waitress, brought them their milkshakes. The pesky kids looked almost as glum as her. I can't believe how stupid people are in this town, said April. We should send away some tap water for testing. If there are toxic heavy metals in the groundwater, that would explain a lot. Joy glowered even more miserably as she slammed a strawberry milkshake in front of April. Or maybe the waitress at the local cafe has purposefully been poisoning people, said April, glaring back at her. I heard that, said Joy, taking out an earbud from her ear. I know, said April, because I said it really loudly with my mouth pointed towards your face. I'm amazed no one's poisoned you, said Joy. I've got the constitution of an ox, said April. If I can survive a bear attack, I can survive anything. They could tell Joy was starting to get agitated because she pulled the second earbud out. If patrons behave in an objectionable manner, the management reserves the right to ask them to leave, said Joy, clearly quoting something she'd been forced to learn. Are you saying you're the management here, asked April, because from the general level of grime, I would have guessed no one was managing this rat-infested dump. April, please don't get us banned, begged Joe. They make really good bacon and egg rolls here. The chef's in charge, said Joy. I'll get him if you don't behave. Is that a challenge, asked April. No, 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 said Joe. We're very happy here. Are you still saying you saw that bear? Matilda Voss Nevers called over from the next booth, where she was having lunch with her grandmother. I thought the shrink had given you therapy to cure you of that. You can't cure someone of a memory, said April. Yeah, you could, said Finn pedantically, if you hit them about the head hard enough and gave them amnesia. Mercifully, April was distracted at that point because Loretta arrived with a tall, suave businessman. Oh, who's that? asked Matilda's grandmother, instinctively preening her hair. He's very attractive. He's too young for you, Nan, said Matilda. April turned to see for herself. It took her a moment to figure out who it was. Oh, exclaimed April. She's talking about Dad. The tall, suave businessman was, in fact, just Dad. He was nearly unrecognisable in a pressed suit and neatly ironed shirt. His hair and beard had been trimmed into something almost stylish. What have you done to our father? demanded April. Improved him, said Loretta proudly. Dad, sit down and have some milkshake, urged Joe. He knew he always found food comforting when he'd been through something traumatic, and from the haunted look in Dad's eyes, he was pretty sure getting a makeover from Loretta had been traumatic for Dad. Mr Pesky needs to look his best, said Loretta. He'll be on stage in front of thousands of people tomorrow. Oh, thousands, panicked Dad. There were 5,000 people at the festival last year, said Loretta. It's going to be even bigger this year. They brought in extra honey cake from Bilgong, so we won't run out. Thousands! 
dozens, said April. I've got to do something before it's too late. She started to clamber up on the table. What are you doing? asked Finn. Staging an intervention, said April. She clapped her hands to get the attention of everyone in the cafe. People of Currawong and blowing tourists just here for the weekend, I call upon you to help me. Ah, cried Dad. April had inadvertently kicked her strawberry milkshake into Dad's lap. Don't worry, Mr Pesky, said Loretta, handing him the entire napkin dispenser. I'm sure Armani is milkshake resistant. Get off the table, said Joy. You can't stand up there. It's unhygienic. April looked down at the relentlessly glum waitress. I assure you that the soles of my shoes are more hygienic than any surface in this restaurant. I can't imagine how you pass any health inspections. I'm guessing you either pay an enormous bribe or the health inspector is too lazy to travel out to this backwater town. Joyce sighed. I warned you. She stropped over to behind the counter. People of Karawong, continued April, addressing the patrons again. And tourists, added Finn. Yeah, you too, said April. You should be most concerned. You drove all the way out here thinking you'd get a nice day looking at daffodils in a quaint country town, but little did you realise that you'd be in mortal peril by coming here. What's she going on about? asked Matilda's grandmother. You don't want to know, Nan, said Matilda. I do wish she'd get on with it, Matilda's grandmother grumbled. My bacon and egg roll's getting cold. All of you are in danger, said April dramatically. Pumpkin barked in agreement. We know, called out Kieran from the other side of the restaurant. We're in danger of having our ankles bitten by your dog. Everyone in the restaurant sniggered or laughed. April hated being laughed at. Now she was getting really angry. I'm serious, said April. So are we, said Kieran. Hands up anyone in here who's already been bitten, chased or peed on by that deranged little dog. Kieran held up his hand. Other hands started going up around the restaurant. Soon, well over half the locals and even some of the tourists were holding their hand in the air. Joe and Finn looked at each other. They put their hands up too. Traitors, accused April. Joe shrugged. It's only the truth, defended Finn. Dad, put your hand up. Why, asked Dad. He hadn't been paying attention. It was taking a lot of napkins to absorb the milkshake all over his pants. You have to put your hand up if you've been bitten by pumpkin, said Finn. But he didn't bite my hand, said Dad. He bit my bottom. Don't stick that in the air, said Joe in alarm. Well, if you're all such sooky la-las about being nipped by a tiny dog, you're not going to like it when the big black bear I've seen in the woods rips your head off, declared April passionately. There was a moment's pause. Then the entire restaurant erupted into raucous laughter. People were slapping each other on the back and dabbing away tears of hilarity, repeating April's words like they were the punchline to the funniest joke ever. Why are you laughing? April tried to yell over all the noise. One of you could die. One of your children could die. Or worse, one of your pets could die. I'm asking you politely to leave, said a gravelly voice. April looked down at the largest, scariest man she had ever seen. He was dressed in a white T-shirt, apron, cap and check pants. So clearly he was a chef. But he also had enormous, bulging muscles, most noticeably the swollen trapezoid muscles in his neck, which were covered in tattoos. Is that a tattoo of a jar of pickles? asked April, staring at the chef's neck. I like pickles, growled the chef. Now are you going to get down from there and get out, or am I going to have to throw you out? I think we'd better leave, said Dad, still fussing over his trousers and oblivious to what was going on, before the protein in this milk congeals. The chef was holding a rolling pin in his hand that was twitching back and forth as he reflexively clenched and unclenched his hand. 
Come on, April, said Joe, getting up and ushering Finn out of the booth. We'd better g- go. I'm not intimidated by him, said April, although that's probably how he passed the health inspection. He threatened the inspector with physical violence. The chef made a move towards April, but Joe beat him to it. He grabbed April around the waist and lifted her off the table, quickly carrying her towards the door. April was facing back towards the restaurant, so she used the opportunity to give the patrons one last piece of her mind. When you're all savaged to death by the bear, you'll look back on this moment and remember that I told you... Thud! April's dramatic exit had been ruined by Joe pulling open the door and stepping outside, which meant April was hit in the back of the head by the top of the door frame. Luckily, this third blow to her head caused April to black out for a few seconds, so she didn't hear the restaurant erupt into laughter again. And that is the end of the chapter, so we'll leave it there. Until next time, goodbye. <laughs>